yeah, we got it going on, got it going on. Don't it feel so good to be us? Hey, yeah, we got it going on, got it going on. Girl, you got it going on. Eh, eh. Okay. I am so egg salad excited. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Kendra Stacy here. And I'm so glad to have you guys back for this episode of Keep Running. Honey, baby got a brand new job. <laughs> so if you've been following me on Instagram, you know, this has been a journey of a thousand steps, honey. But I officially have a new job, a new gig. We in a whole new bag, a whole new level. Um, I've mentioned this before, I think, on the podcast that I am a corporate girl. I'm a nine to fiver. Um, of course, I have other dreams and aspirations and goals. But baby, I love my nine to five job. It puts food on the table and keeps me from being houseless. So um, I am grateful for my nine to five job. So I do a little corporate finessing as well as all the other stuff that goes on in my life. But child, I got a new job. I'm like so excited it's, it's it's crazy perfect timing because i accepted the offer this morning and of course brand new episodes of keep running with kendra stacy come out every wednesday so perfect day to record um this new moment in my life um it's kind of crazy i wasn't i didn't know i put it on my i'm, I'm gonna stop running i did put it on my like vision board and as a goal i wanted for this year but you know um you know, you know what it's like to put something down on your vision board and be like, oh, oh, you know, I'll put it. But yeah, who knows? Nah. You know, that little you don't want to say it because you do know there's power in, in what you speak. So you don't really want to say it. But it'd be those little like, mm, I, OK, mm, nah. mm, mm. like, you know, the little the y'all know the little sounds we make when someone's like, oh, so you want a new job? Like you, you see yourself having a new job this year and you're like. like just answer the question um so I, I i had it on the vision board and it has come and i am just like over the moon i don't even know what to do with myself at this point um but i did want to come on here and 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 share um this position I will be, I am the title, I'm stuttering. This I'm that excited. So the position, I am a senior manager. Okay, honey, I will have direct, direct I can't even talk, see? Okay, I am a senior manager. I will have three direct reports, at least three people who I am their manager. Um, and I can't believe it. It's crazy. I am at, I hit year five of my career in June. Um, I'm still at the same company that I've been at, but, um, I hit year five and I think a lot of corporations don't recognize that millennials are not their parents. They are not like other generations and, you know, the generations after millennials who are in the workplace currently, which I think is like generation Z is their official title, but we, we not going to work the way other generations did where we just going to, you know, stay here 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, and, and still just feel like we got to stay, feel some sense of loyalty or that something's coming around for us or what, like, uh-uh, mm-mm, oh no, ma'am, you know, it's kind of, what have you done for me lately? 
ooh, 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 yeah, is how we feel about these companies that we work for. So I, in typical millennial fashion, had the itch um, really at year three for this company that I've been working for of like, okay, what's next? Where we at? Like, what's the plan? How we, how we moving? How we growing? What's next? Like, I, 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 I. Um, and now at year five, I think studies have shown or articles or whatever, just like patterns amongst millennials is typically around year five, they go to new companies. Um, and for me, I didn't necessarily want to go to a new company, but I wanted a new role. I needed something else. I got that itch that like, I'm not just going to work here in this same spot that I've been in, um, which is what I think other generations are used to. And especially those that are in management that are from older generations assume that, you know, we will do and we just won't. So I think that's a, it's a, I don't think I'm unique in that feeling. Um, I think other millennials out there like me, no matter what age millennial you are, because we getting old, baby. Um, but I think we all kind of get that itch that like, okay, what's next? What's next? And many of us have seen that as you want to continue to climb it, to climb the ladder, you got to go somewhere else or you have to explore other options. Um, a lot of these companies that we work for haven't really carved out career paths for us that would allow us to um, move and shift and get promotions and raises and all that stuff, the ways that I imagine others did that kind of kept them happy for 20 years. Um, but I think the other thing is with millennials, and I don't know how I got on this tangent, but we're here. Um, because so many of us are doing things at different ages, it's like there is no uh, kind of, you know, settling or getting comfortable for all of us. So I say that to say other older generations, I feel like, and this is in my experience, kind of did things all at the same ages. Like they got married at this time and they had their kids at this time. They, you know, did other milestones at a certain time. And I, to me, I know that to be true because like, for instance, my best friends who I've grown up with, all of us are born within months of each other. So it's like all of our moms who did not know each other, right? Our, our parents didn't even know there was no pregnancy pact, right? But all of them happen to have kids at the same time because I feel like those milestones of previous generations kind of had everyone doing everything at the same time. Whereas millennials, baby, we be all over the place. Like I got friends that are married and on child number two, three, whatever. I have friends who are in the street twerking, you know, headstands, you know, all that stuff. Like it, it's the whole gamut, right? There are people, I know people who are, you know, my age who have already been divorced, right? Like we, we do, millennials don't have no milestone age, Right. We just all just doing it. People, who you know, live at home with their parents, people who are, you know, have multiple properties like we just all <laughs> we all over the place. So I feel like jobs need to be structured in a way that lend themselves to be comfortable places for millennials to work if they want us to stay there a long time. So when we come up on our five years at a company, that company needs to have an idea of like, OK, this is what we have for you, or this is what we see for you. Here are some options for you. We don't want you to leave. And with my company, they weren't, or at least on the team that I was currently, you know, working on, they didn't have an option for me. Um, I'm here at year five and it really was like, <laughs> sorry, girl, we don't got nothing. We don't have anything. You know, can you just keep holding on, just hold on, just hold on a little while longer. And it was just that itch that like, no, I got to go somewhere. I got to grow. And here I am, little black girl from Bridgeport, Connecticut, year five of her corporate career. And I am somebody's boss. Who would have thunk it, right? Um, 
I really it blows my mind. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna put in some clips um, of when I told my mom and my grandmother about me getting the job um, and getting their reaction to that. So they have been like holding their breath this entire time. My mother literally texts me every day. Hey, did you hear anything? Hey, did you hear anything? Hey, did you hear anything? Love you. It's mom. Hey, did you hear anything? Like nonstop asking me. And this has been like weeks of me going through this process. And she has been like every day, every other day. Hey, any news, anything? So um, to be able to tell them that I got the role and that their daughter, you know, their baby girl, honey, um, is now someone's manager. They, I just love their reaction and I'm going to play a little bit of it. Um, so you all can hear that too. You come from a long way. Yeah. The Lord brought you from a long way and don't give up on her and don't let nobody change your mind and yeah. get all them peoples in and try to tell you you don't know what you're doing and Mm-hmm. You know you ain't no boss, so don't listen to that. Jesus said you won and you won. And 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 who he called, he qualified. He qualified. He qualified. He don't. Uh-huh. So he done made me a boss. I'm going to be a boss uh-huh. then. And be one. Mm-hmm. Be a good boss. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to put the blessing on you. We come yeah. a long way, huh? I'm a long way, baby, but you're still hanging in there. Yeah. So don't give up on them. You done come too far. Yeah. You went to school and went through all of that by yourself. You know, you know, like a few little people help you a little bit, but, uh, but you know, you come from a long way, so don't give up on them now. No. Go higher. Don't go lower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you, you, all right, then. All right. I love you. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the blessing on you for you to do good. You don't, got the, you don't got the job now. Keep it and go higher. Don't go lower. All right. Bless and keep it and bless your house. Bless your, your job. All right, then. All right. I love you. I, I love you. I love you. Bye. I love you, too. Bye. Girl, Hello? Yeah. I said, you text me every day about this job. Did I hear anything back? I get the contract today, and I call you, and you don't answer. Oh, my God. What's wrong with What that? is wrong, girl? Won't he do it? Won't he so will. Yes, it's the manager one. I'm going to have three people reporting to me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Do you think, Sister Jones? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and do and do. I don't care who you hate. I'm going to work, baby. Okay, you. What you? I. You know what's funny? I be sounding like you all the time, and I can't stand it. I be. I be saying you could get mad, glad, sad. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I ain't gonna try to be nothing. I'm not no, you know, dictator or nothing crazy like that. Just do your job. And I'm gonna right, do mine. Don't be no hitler. Don't be no hitler now. No. You know, that's not even my style. Just everybody go right, to work. Yeah, just be you. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it, and hearing them um, just reminds me, I've had this conversation with my friends. You know, so many of us say like we're our ancestors' wildest dreams, but I don't think we really acknowledge you're your parents' wildest dreams. 
Like if you grew up how I grew up, um, being a first generation college student, um, you know, growing up tough on the East end of Bridgeport, it was not easy, honey. Um, but if you come from where I come from, grew up how I grew up, you don't have to look all the way back to your ancestors, right? Thinking about if you're a descendant, you know, an American descendant of slavery, um, and you know, your lineage goes back to that kind of place. You think of those ancestors as being their wildest dreams and don't get me wrong. You definitely are, but baby, you, you don't have to look that far back, right? Like I look to my grandmother, I'm my grandmother's wildest dream. Like the idea that her granddaughter is someone's boss is like, what? Like, that's crazy, right? Like my grandmother has no formal education. Like, and, you know, she now has a, a grant, like someone in her lineage, someone she knows, someone she raised, reared, honey, um, is now a manager. Like that's her wildest dream. That's, you know, hearing her excitement, hearing her, you know, speak over my life and really praying for me and wanting me to be the best I can. We've had so many conversations about so many different things over the years. And I'm her wildest dream. I'm my mom's wildest dream. You know, my mom always has told me she was proud of me for being so strong and going after anything I want in my life and, you know, speaking up for myself and being this boss girl, period. And now to see it in a formal role, I'm my mom's wildest dream. You know, um, my friends and I, we've said that before when we think about all the traveling that we do. So I'm one of I'm a travel girl. I have my travel groups of friends. We always on a trip somewhere. Um, I'm always doing a review. Check me out on a TikTok, black girls dot do reviews. Um, but even traveling is a wild dream for your parents, if you really think about it. Like so many of them didn't have the luxury of vacation and especially vacation outside of the country vacation, you know, this Island, that place, that country, that, you know, passport stamps and all of that. Like you think about your ancestors, but you need to be looking at your mama and your grandmama did like them. People worked, worked and worked and worked and you are their wildest dreams manifested. So I'm just grateful to have built on the legacy that was laid before me um because that's what brought me to this place i'm a firm believer that we're all a sum total of our experiences so everything led up to this very moment um and even so i told the manager that i have now that i would be stepping into this new role and i'm just like on a high whatever just kind of adrenaline pumping and i told her i was like yeah i'm gonna be someone else's manager she was like oh, okay that's you know that's a good move for you you're gonna have people reporting to you and i'm like yeah she and i went Oh, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. She was like, no, it's not. That's the move you need to be making. That's good for you. Yes. I'm glad you made a move like that. Like if I have to lose you, let me lose you to something like that. Don't let me just lose you to something crazy. Right. And just recognizing that it's not crazy that I'm here. It's not. I deserve this moment uh, for all the years, for all the work, for who I am, for my resume, for my work ethic, for what I've delivered on, for the, the you know, spirit of excellence that I exude, honey. This is my moment. This is me. I'm here. I earned this and um, I'm in it. So you heard me joking with my my mom and my grandmother, we always say in, you know, in my family, it's a scripture. I don't know where it is in the Bible or something, but I think 
it's it's a churchism. If it's not a scripture, it's a churchism. Whatever. I'm gonna look it up one day. But <laughs> it's who he calls, he qualifies. He meaning God. So who God calls, he qualifies. If he called you, he'll prepare you. He'll make you ready for it. He'll give you the qualifications. He'll make the room for you because if he calls you, he qualifies you. And that's what we always say. So who he calls, he qualifies. So um, you know, we've experienced different leadership, be it in church or ministries or work and stuff like that and we always just say who he calls he qualifies if he called that person it'll show in the way that they lead in the way that they are and what they do who he calls he qualifies um and that's what I believe for me in this role that I have I've been given the position so somebody think I'm the manager. <laughs> so I'm gonna be it. I am qualified to do it now. Um, I have been called to this, honey. So we're just gonna rise to the occasion. We're just gonna make it happen. And I hope this encourages you out there to do the same thing. One thing I've learned about corporate, especially as a black woman, is your title matters. Huh? Hear me? Know this. So your title matters. So don't let nobody fluke around with your title. Ooh, I almost cuss. <laughs> I said fluke, but like, don't let anyone mess with your title. Your title matters. I know everybody's like, oh, we're one team. Oh, we're, you know, a lot of people are trying to do that kind of fluffy stuff. Yeah, cute. My title matters to me, if no one else. So make sure you know your title. Make sure everybody else knows your title and don't play around with your title. So your title matters. But then more so than that, you need to be going after it. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's going to advocate for you. No one's going to look out for you. And I had a manager tell me this. One of the best managers I've ever had. I was early in my career. Um, you know, I'm still fairly early at five years, but this is early, early, like maybe two years, two or three year mark. And my manager told me straight up, the manager I had at that time told me straight up, Kendra, I'm thinking about leaving my role the team is just the two of us. She's the manager. I'm the team. That's it. Team of two. She said, Kendra, I'm thinking about leaving my role, but I don't think you would be promoted to where I am. Mind you, it's only the two of us. No one else knows, you know, the inner workings of our team knows all that we have going on. Nothing. It's just the team of two. But if she left, she didn't see me as someone being able to take her role as the manager of our team as a, you know, taking over all the responsibility and the role that she had. And I remember feeling like, girl, well, like, well, dang, like why you can't see me. And I learned in that moment, before you become the manager, you need have to be seen as a manager. You, you don't get to be just become the manager. And I'm telling you, you can acknowledge every bias that exists because of your race, your gender, um, your beliefs, your how you present, I, all of that, period. Consider all of that. You will never be the manager until you are seen as a manager. I was seen as a good worker bee is what she was telling me. I was seen as someone, if you gave me the work, I can make it happen. You need me to do this, I'll make it all happen. I'll make it happen, make it happen. Execute, execute. Prided myself on that. You you know, you give it to me, I'll give it right back. It's done. Here you go. Bop, boop, boop. Good. But that's a good worker bee. That's a good worker. That's a good employee. That's a good team member. All of that stuff, cute, good. We need those folks. Great. Those Those people don't get promoted though. You don't get promoted to manager because you're a good employee. And that's no shade, no tea. I'm just telling you, 
you have to be seen as a manager, like your personality, your style, your, you know, strategy, your mind, your creativity, the way you speak up in a meeting, your feedback, um, your assertiveness, your initiative, like you need to start looking like a manager, showing up as a manager before you are a manager so that you can become a manager. So that's a little corporate finesse tip I'm gonna pass your way. That if you think that you are going to get to the next level by just, you know, putting your head down, working, 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 it ain't gonna happen. Somebody's gonna meow right past you. And it's gonna probably be somebody new, probably be somebody from the street that ain't even been in the company for long or don't even know nothing about y'all that they just pick from somewhere else, but they are seen as a manager. And if you have all these strikes going against you anyway, like we said, considering race, gender, age, whatever, all the things you got going against you, you need to be working over them and be showcase yourself as a manager. So I, I, from very early on in my career, I made it clear. Um, just like, you know, when you get to college, I don't know if anybody has given you guys this advice, but when I was in college, I remember they told me like, you know, if you did good in high school and you're feeling, you know, starting to realize you're not doing good in college, maybe you need to learn what your learning style is. Right. So in high school, you know, you don't have as many distractions and you're kind of in a groove or whatever. And college is something different. So if you're struggling now in college, you need to figure out what your learning style is, like how you take notes and, you know, do you record your class and blah, 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 all the things. Right. So, um, for me, I had to figure out what my, I, you know, took that and translated it to work. And now I had to figure out what my working style was. And one thing I was able to acknowledge about myself is that I don't work good <laughs> or put in effort if I don't own what I'm working on. So once I acknowledge that I'm not cool with you just seeing me as a worker bee, I acknowledge that I turn into that little worker bee just doing my work uh, kind of autopilot or machine or whatever, because I don't feel ownership of what I'm doing. If you want me to be a pencil pusher, stapler, copy girl, I'll do it. Get my check and go home. I'm not going to contribute nothing to the team. You ask me what's my feedback. I'm going to be like, oh, well, whatever the team decides is fine with me because I don't own this. I don't feel like it's mine. I don't feel in charge. So I'm not going to give it. I'm in charge effort. So I told my manager, look, I need to own the work we're doing. So I work in marketing. So a lot of what I do is based around campaigns. I need to own this campaign, meaning it's my strategy. It's my creativity. It's my, you know, directive it's my feedback that matters I'm the one that's going to coordinate with all the teams I'm the point person that's what I mean by owning it and I had to recognize that I work well when I own my stuff don't I don't need you just telling me what to do because if you just gonna tell me what to do I'm gonna just show up and do what you asked me to do I ain't about to do nothing else my brain is shut off it's yours why, why I'm putting all that effort in it when it's yours baby please but <laughs> once I acknowledged that I needed to own things, now I'm owning the campaigns and now everything is on me. It's me, blah, 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 blah. Doing my thug dizzle. <laughs> it's all me. And now you get to showcase yourself as a leader, as a manager. Um, and it ain't always going to be easy. I remember the first campaign I managed, I failed it, bombed it, was trash, um, hot garbage. And um. I, I had to go back to that manager and say like, well, um, 
well, what do you do when your <laughs> when your campaign fails, uh, when it doesn't work out? Um, and that was early. I learned that. But you keep it moving. Huh, you keep it moving, baby. And most times the crazy thing is the the higher up executives like the people who fail versus the people who are just working in their cubicle. Because the person who tried something and failed at least had initiative, at least had enough gusto, uh, cojones to, <laughs> to go after something out here. And baby, take enough shots. One of them going to go in eventually. So that's what I learned early on. You really have to show yourself as a manager, as a leader. Don't just be a worker all the time pick your head up from that cubicle from that laptop from whatever and really put yourself out there advocate for yourself and and get what you deserve out of these jobs um because no one is coming to save you people are going to help you I love this analogy I think I heard it on a different podcast I listened to but this analogy that like uh if a car is like um broken down on the side of the road and the person there's two scenarios the person is sitting in the car and they're just sitting there right? Like, like nothing's wrong. They just sitting there. We all just drive past that. Like we keep it moving right past it. But if a car is broken down on the side of the road and you see a person like pushing the car by themselves, you're like, Hey, you need some help. Like what's going on? Like, how can we help you? How can we assist you? You know, how you going to do people will help if they see you pushing, right? Don't nobody want to come help the person that's just sitting in they mess and they stuff in a situation. But once you start giving a little push, it may not even be far, but you putting that effort in, oh, I'm going to tag along with your effort and help you out. I That's what I had. I had people tag along and help me with my effort. I always, every corporate job I've had, there has been a black woman that comes out of nowhere, <laughs> I feel like, and helps me out and puts me on and lets me know what the tea is. And, oh, you need to try this, girl, you need to do that. And, you know, pulls me along, pulls me through. So thank God for those black women who always seem to find me. I seem to find them and they kind of usher me along. Um, But you need to be putting in the effort though, right? Don't nobody, I'm telling you, ain't nobody trying to get out and help the person that's just sitting in their car. I'm not about to push your broke down car while you in the front seat chilling. That ain't gonna work. But if I see you out here doing your thing, doing your thing, I ain't doing your thing. I'm going to be down to help you. And that's what I've had. So put the effort in, showcase yourself as a manager and make this stuff happen, y'all. And I promise you, once, let me tell you, I have always had this evil plan. (laughs) I've always had this evil plan with my other uh, corporate friends. You know, um, I did feel guilt when I first joined the corporate world because I felt like like I'm a sellout, right? Like I'm not doing the work anymore. I used to be protest Kendra, outspoken Kendra, Kendra, um, you know, social justice Kendra. And now I'm just working my corporate job, not doing anything. And I remember a friend of mine um, was like, well, hey, that's that this going to be our activism. And we just agreed to that, that we was going to get in corporate America and get some manager positions, get some authority, get some power and just do it. Let our people in, um, get us to the front of the line, get that corner office and just do us. <laughs> and y'all know what that means. Fill in the blank. Y'all know what it means to do us when we do us. 
Um, and that's what I want to see myself do. And now I feel like I'm walking in that, right? Like I'm somebody's manager now. So I'm going to show you what it's like to have black girl magic in the corner office, honey. Okay. Come on, somebody. So <laughs> that's what I'm excited for with this position, um, and this role and has been a journey of a thousand steps. And I feel like I just rambled for the longest time, but I am very excited for this new moment. So if you could pick up on a tip or two and somewhere in here, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> but in all honesty, um, now we we running for real. We in a whole new lane now, honey. Switching different lanes. Um, and as Fat Joe said, the price went up. The price yesterday is not the price today. Ow. <laughs> so thank y'all so much for tuning in. I'm excited. I'm gonna go get some ice cream or something but thank y'all for tuning in uh can't wait to see you all next week for another episode of the podcast i love you there's nothing you can do about it keep running <laughs>